Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the book of Daniel. We're in the fourth chapter. And we're at the point to where Daniel is now bringing forth the interpretation of a dream that Nebuchadnezzar had. This is a second dream that he had. And in the last episode, I show you a couple of things that we learned uh, from Daniel here about how to interpret dreams. Quite often, God will give dreams to folks. And we see some patterns right here. And we're going to pick it up and look at it again. Daniel, when he's re, uh, interpreting the dream to the king, recounts back to the king what the king had told him about the dream. In other words, he verbalizes it back to him. He says it back to him. And two or three things are done in that. First of all, it acknowledges that I'm listening to you. Okay, I've heard what you said. It also lets each other know that what I'm hearing and what I'm about to base this interpretation upon is exactly what you said and what you meant to say. Also, when someone speaks back what someone has said to them <coughs> like that, uh, it will often stimulate uh, the memory of the person who had the dream, and they'll remember more details and more information will come forth. You see the same type of thing done in a uh, military, you know, when a command is given, and then whoever the command was given to will speak the command back and go, you know, aye, aye, sir, whatever the command was, to where there's clarity there. So let's pick this up. This is Daniel chapter 4. We're going to start again in verse uh, 19. Then Daniel, whose name is Belteshazzar, was appalled for a while as his thoughts alarmed him. The king responded and said, Belteshazzar, do not let the dream or its interpretation alarm you. Belteshazzar replied, my lord, if only the dream applied to those who hate you and its interpretation to your adversaries. The tree that you saw, which became large and grew strong, whose height reached to the sky and was visible to the earth and whose foliage was beautiful and its fruit abundant and in which was food for all, under which the, under which the beasts of the field dwelt and in whose branch the birds of the sky lied. It is you, O king, for you have become great and grown strong and your majesty has become great and reached to the sky and your dominion to the end of the earth. Now verse 23. In that the king saw a watcher, a holy one, descending from heaven and saying, chop down the tree and destroy it. Yet leave the stump with its roots in the ground, but with a band of iron and bronze around it in the new grass of the field. And let him be drenched with the dew of heaven. And let him share with the beasts of the field until seven periods of time pass over him. This is the interpretation, O king. And so let me take this moment here. He's quoted back to him everything that happened, again, okay, about what happened with this watcher and what the watcher says. And he's saying that you saw this and you heard this king. So the king knows <clears throat> that every point that he made that Daniel has heard. And so therefore, he's going to give heed to this interpretation. Now, verse 24, he tells him, 
what the interpretation is. This is the interpretation, O king, and this is the decree of the Most High, which has come upon my Lord, the king. Now, again, let me just say something. You see Daniel's attitude here, calling him my Lord, the king. Daniel honored him, even though Nebuchadnezzar had done some horrific things to Daniel and his people. He's honoring him. He's really heartbroken over what's about to happen to him. This decree is a decree of the Most High, the Most High God, the Lord God himself. The Lord God himself used the watchers to bring forth the decree. He sent forth the watchers and said, hey, speak this forth. This is what's going on with this thing, okay? Let them know. Let the king know that this is what's happening and what's going to occur. And so the Lord uses watchers to this purpose and several other purposes, as a matter of fact, okay? So watch what he says. And this is the decree of the Most High, which has come upon my Lord the King, verse 25, that you be driven away from mankind and your dwelling place be the beast of the field and you be given grass to eat like cattle and be drenched with the dew of heaven. And seven periods of time will pass over you until you recognize that the Most High is ruler over the realm of mankind and bestows it on whomever he wishes. This gives us insight into what occurred over in uh, chapter 2. You know, when uh, he was saying, oh, yeah, you're, you're God's the great God and everything. <coughs> it's the great mighty one. But then in chapter 3, wasn't it? He built a great idol basically unto himself. And so what he did was he was just incorporating Daniel's God into his pantheon. And God is saying, you know what? Here's what's going to happen. You're going to be driven away from mankind. You're going to live like a beast in a field. You're going to live outside. You're going to eat grass until you recognize that the Most High is the ruler of the realm of mankind and bestows it on whomever he wishes. In other words, God grants this to whoever he wishes. Now, I want to ask you an interesting question. I'm not going to answer it. We'll see it later. But how in the world was he supposed to recognize that the Most High is the ruler of the realm of mankind when he had the mind of a beast? We'll see that later. Now, the last two verses for today, verse 26. And in that it was commanded to leave the stump with the roots of the tree, your kingdom will be assured to you after you recognize that it, that it is heaven that rules. So he's letting you know, don't worry, your kingdom's going to be here. But there's going to be seven periods of time, seven years, okay, seven years here that you're going to be out of this until you recognize. Now the last verse is really interesting, verse 37. Therefore, O king, may my advice be pleasing to you. So Daniel moves from interpreting the dream, giving insight in the dream. He just immediately moves into giving advice. <laughs> Boy, you talk about a, a bold move right here. And Daniel and Nebuchadnezzar already had several encounters along this line. So now Daniel is just going to give him unsolicited advice. And here's what he says. Break away now from your sins by doing righteousness and from your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor in case there may be a prolonging of your prosperity. <clears throat> that is a powerful word, not only to the king there, but to us also. Daniel's saying, well, hey, break away from your sins. Turn away from your sin and do righteousness. He's not saying do righteousness 
to get away from the sins. No, no, he's saying break away from the sins and may the fruit of that breaking away of the sin be the evidence that we see by the righteous living and the righteous acts that you do. Also, break away from your iniquities and show mercy to the poor. And he says, do this in case there may be a prolonging of your prosperity. In other words, who knows what God may do? See the same type of phraseology in a Joel. Who knows what the Lord might The Lord might relent. Who knows? But do this. Break away from your sins. Turn away from your iniquities. Okay? Do righteous things. Show mercy to the poor. This was the interpretation. And I, I love the way. Remember Nebuchadnezzar is the one we believe was right in this fourth chapter right here. Verse 28 <laughs> says this. All this happened to Nebuchadnezzar the king. <laughs> That's the way he looked. This happened to Nebuchadnezzar the king. All of this. <clears throat> Tell you what, my time's up. Give heed to this. Go read this fourth chapter. See what the Lord speaks to you. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you next time.